Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a tangent. Episode 630 for December 7th, 2020. Just a few more episodes left in the year that is 2020. But on the show this week, we have Drew. Yes. We got the Wombat 2. Yes, indeed. We have Anthony. Hello, in some vague Mediterranean accent. Some vague Mediterranean accent. Okay. I don't know what that is, but okay. Yeah, I'll explain it shortly. Cool. Uh, well, it is a big week, ladies and gentlemen. It is the week of the Game Awards. It is also the week of the release of what could be the biggest game of the year. Cyberpunk 2020, 2077. <laughs> like we will be as it relates to sales, at least. Um, and to discuss Cyberpunk, which we were before the show, um, everybody who's getting a code from a specific PR firm does not have a code. Uh, from what I understand, the only places that have codes are the big, 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 big sites and the people who got their collector's edition sent early. Which there were a few of those people. I saw people playing the game online. Are they being considerate or are they just no, not, not no, caring? Nah. No, man. Ain't nobody been considerate in 15 years. Think, about, think about the traffic any of these people who got it early on their YouTube channels are getting for posting stuff while it lasts. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, their Twitter feeds are blowing up because they're talking about the game. So, I guess, fair warning, be careful of what you read and watch, because that game is out in the wild, and some people just don't give a fuck. Which means it's not getting delayed. No, it's coming. I've got 59 gigabytes on my hard drive. (laughs) As do I. Yeah, it's sitting there. Um, I can't play it, but it's sitting there. I, I skipped Immortals for Cyberpunk. Oh, man. Immortals is so good. I will get to Immortals eventually. But You'll get to Assassin's it, Creed Odyssey eventually, too, but, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, you know, one of these days. I mean, you finally did get to The Witcher 3, so I'll give you that. We, yeah, yeah we, that's we, true. We did. we did. Only took you about seven years, but you got there. Five, and thank you very much. pestering from me. We did, and it turned out to be one of my favorite games of all time. Huh, so just like we go. told you five years ago, but you know. <laughs> and and once again, and I will reiterate it, the best part of The Witcher 3 in all of its entirety is Hearts of Stone. Huh. Interesting. On the story side, you and I are 100% in agreement, Drew. Yes. Well, Drew, do you want to talk? I about still what... think the environment, the environment in Blood and Wine, is better than the core environment. But 
I, I, I would agree with you. Blood and Wine gave you a grandiose scale, but yeah. the 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 best of the the greatest hits of The Witcher Three is embodied completely in Hearts of Stone. I can agree with that for sure. Yeah. All right, Drew. But do you want to talk about what you have been playing besides what you have not been playing? Sure. So uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, can I talk about that review game that I took? I don't even know which one you're talking about. Uh, the Land Flicks. Yes, it's game. Out. It's out. Okay. I am playing uh, Land Flicks Quest. I can't remember the actual the second name or the second. Word. I didn't even realize it had a second name. I played it too. Landflix Odyssey is what it's called. Landflix Odyssey. Um, it was a, a, a crowdsource game, right? Hell if I know. Pretty sure. Isn't every game crowdsourced that's an indie game anymore? Hell I don't Yeah, know. It, it seems like it. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was uh, uh, kind of like a, a fan-made tribute game uh, that got backing on, I guess, Kickstarter or somewhere. One of them uh, giving money platforms. Yeah. And um, it is a puzzle platformer would be the best way I call it. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Because it is every screen is its own little, I don't know, its own little level. It's but then you move to the next screen. It's basically you playing through TV shows on Netflix. Correct. So it is. that's the big draw to this is that it is a parody of popular shows that you may see on a popular streaming service. So instead of Stranger Things, you go into the world of Peculiar Things. Uh, I can't remember what Game of Thrones was. There's so a, there's, there's a Breaking Bad one, too. I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, There's uh, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Daredevil, which <laughs> that, that didn't last too long. And then there's one more level, but I can't think of what it is. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's you get the idea. It's a TV show you play. Yeah. So it's a guy who's a couch potato who gets sucked into the TV, and now he has to go through all these TV shows. And each level is an episode of the show. Yeah. And you go through the whole first season of each show. <laughs> Does he lick up flies with his tongue? No, he burps. That would be Gex. I, I'm with you there, Anthony. Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> Soylent Green is plot. good. Uh, I miss Gex. Uh, I wish they bring Gex too. back. Dana Gould can't be doing too much right now, right? Uh, he does his own thing. He writes TV shows, I think. Yeah, he's got a podcast. Shows up on The Simpsons for a cameo now and then as himself. <laughs> That's the last time he was on The Simpsons. Yeah, he could he could revoice Gex, remaster Gex, bring it back. Dana Gould, yeah, let's go. Have him actually write the character rather than giving him lines that you want done. Because like that was the problem with Gex. Anyways, that's a different. Sorry, Drew. I'm cutting into your. No, no, you're good. Landflix Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, Landflix Odyssey. Um, it's it's a puzzle platformer. Um. It, you know, each each screen that you go through is a checkpoint, and you have to collect coins. Um, there's 100 coins in each uh, level, and then there is uh, also um, little blue script pages, I think is what it is. 
And when you collect enough of those, you can unlock a new TV show. But in order to unlock the next episode that you have to play in a TV show, you have to collect enough coins to do it. Hmm. <clears throat> um, it's okay. It's it's. I don't think it's anything really to write home about. <laughs> that's 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 pretty much it. Uh, anything, um, anything else? Oh yeah. Um, I played uh, Dead Space Three. With um, Matt Quinn. Finally played set Dead Space 3? Yeah, I got it to work, uh, finally. Um, I had to I had to resurrect an old uh, EA account that I lost the password to and just made a new account instead of resetting my password. So Basically, you went the longest route to play a game that you could have just like bought on the PC for $3 or played free on Xbox Game Pass. It's true, but now I'm playing for free on PlayStation 3. <laughs> But he I mean, he also can't play it on Xbox because Matt does not have. Matt does not have an Xbox. But he has a PC, and isn't it like two dollars or something? But they can't mm. do it together on the Xbox. But your point is true. Is I get what you're saying, but Drew didn't want to spend money because he's cheap. Yes, and it's also fifteen ninety nine on PC. Wait a couple of weeks, you'll be able to play it for free on the PC. I'm sure I probably could, but I'm just not going to do that. So, but we got it. Uh played about 2 hours of it. That is not really a Dead Space game. <laughs> it is not scary at all. Like that inflection on that. It's not Who really are a you Dead playing? Space game. Who What's are you that? playing as? I am playing as the other guy. Ian, oh, he's supposed to have the better side. The better side? Yeah, you you so from my understanding, if you're playing as Isaac uh, Isaac, um, he doesn't like you get all the effects that Isaac has in like the first two games. In the third, if you're playing as the other guy, from my understanding, like you were supposed to have a bit more of a traditional experience. People really? have told me that. I don't fucking know, man. I don't, I don't know, see how man. they could because me and Matt have basically been standing next to each other the entire time, seeing and shooting the same stuff. Give me a second. I'm looking them up. Maybe I'm wrong. Carver, that's his name. Oh, well, this game's old. Yeah. Yeah, Carver has hallucinations. I have yet to run into. Only about two hours into the game. Isn't this the but, one with the like aggressive microtransactions when it came out? Would you like to buy ammo? Yeah. Y- yes. Yes, it did. Um, it, because you can you can basically make shift your own. Weapons in the game, so you can get like a a uh, a grip for a gun, and then you can combine it with like the top part of a gun and the sights and stuff like that. And you find these schematics to make this stuff, and you have to find crafting material to make the guns in this game. It, it kills me that people complain about state of video games now. When I think back to that time between the online passes and the aggressive. Fucking, let's make everything a microtransaction. Uh, man, I had blocked the online pass stuff out. Yeah, remember we we were still working at like GameStop then, 3. and like when you traded when that it first in. Started, yeah. yeah. Oh, Far God. Cry Three has one. 
Man, I, don't forget was, that the online pass stuff, man. That stuff is that stuff is still there in Dead Space Three. Well, that, it's yeah. just now it's free. Yeah, the funny thing is, is like when I went back to download some old 360 games on my Xbox One back in the day, one of the things that would download with some games was the online pass because I owned it. It's just like it's crazy. Oh God, this what, they charge ten bucks for those things if you didn't have it. If you didn't yep. have, if you didn't buy it new, yeah, yeah. The that way was their of... first strategy to reduce pre-owned game sales. Yep. Ooh, man, people complain until now. they realize that you know what, all this stuff's going to digital anyway, and people can't resell those. Let's just yep. move everything to digital. Oh, and by the way, we'll charge the same amount for digital that we do for disc. Yeah, and more. in fact, we're going to increase it by ten dollars this generation. Yeah. Like they they charge more on PlayStation Store. Uh, or used to anyways, because they were like, well, we have to charge sales tax, so we'll just add that in. But then the prices would be like, actually, or sorry, they would convert the price from the American rather than like charge the Canadian price. So it ended up being a little bit more because American dollar conversion is like, means our games cost actually more than what we pay for them. So it's 79 right Weird. for 59 dollars 59.99 game and then be like oh it's 85 or whatever on the playstation store it was it was bizarre i was like i know you're not charging tax but you're not paying tax on this <laughs> what the fuck's going on like this money's not going to the government like my normal taxes so you're just pocketing an extra five bucks God damn right there. Yeah. That's why Game Pass is going to be the future, man. I will be shocked if Sony and, and Nintendo don't have a service like that soon. Fucking Godfall call, is $70. Uh, yeah, and that game, spoiler alert, is not worth $70. No, no. Uh, Yeah, I call not having to pay sales tax uh, the flea market discount. <laughs> Because uh, when I worked at the flea market, that's the way all the vendors would behave with everybody else that worked at the flea market. It was like, well, since you work at the flea market, I won't charge you sales tax. When in reality, half the stuff was getting bought and sold under the table anyway, so they weren't paying sales tax on it. Yeah. So did you work at the actual flea market or were you just a vendor at the flea market? I worked. Uh, so a friend of mine had a booth at the flea market. I didn't work for the flea market. Gotcha. One of these days, I could write an entire book about my experience working at the flea market. It's all about that smell, Ryan. That That's smell, right. That smell in the pizza food hallway. That's right. You can fucking smell yep. it right now. And as soon as I said it, you can and fucking smell it. I can smell it. And if you're there in the morning, it's the biscuits and gravy hallway. Oh. Yeah. That smell, oh, yeah. man. It was like a mixture of grease and marinara sauce. and Oh, my God. <laughs> And shame. And shame. Lots of shame. Oh, yep. it was fun shame. to go to the dirt mall, though. It was a fun experience. <laughs> God, the yeah, dirt mall. Have, <laughs> yeah, just so everybody knows, in the, the town that I live in, um, there are two um, large flea markets. Like these aren't small flea markets across the street um, from each other. Yeah, and they're right across the street from each other, and they're only open on weekends. So, um, flea market life gets crazy. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. I know, quote unquote, in the sense of having met the person before, someone who was murdered in a parking lot trying to buy goods for the flea market. (laughs) 
some fucking so, Walter White flea, shit over here. Yeah, flea, flea market, flea market <laughs> crowd. Don't mess around, man. There's <laughs> the a lot of stolen merchandise. Oh, Holy stolen shit. merchandise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It's it, it, anybody who's ever been involved in a flea market knows that eighty percent of the shit at the flea market is stolen. Oh fuck! I, uh, because I, it's either stolen brand new merchandise. Or it's stolen um, good stuff that people else. have sold as used. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah that 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 the flea market economy eighty uh, <laughs> percent runs on. I got the, I got the subtitle for the show: the flea market economy. That's a good one. The flea market economy. Yeah. It is, it is a modern day fencing operation. Pretty much. And that's basically that's basically what it is. But don't say that to anybody who actually works the flea market because I only sell legitimate goods. The fuck that's right. Yeah, it's like the place. Right. There's a pawn shop nearby. It's, I was about to say pawn shops are the exact same way. Seriously, oh, gets brand new yeah. items from people that don't want them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. It sh- and the, the way it's set up is if you do sell stuff that you've legitimately purchased, um. You you won't be able to compete because the people that are buying it stolen are just selling it dramatically cheaper. Yep. Nice. All right, Drew. What else is going on? Anything? Um, I play a lot of Game Pass games to do like quests. I love the quest that all you have to do is download it and boot it up, and you get a point. Yep. <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> I downloaded two games, and I promptly deleted them as soon as I booted them up. I know. It takes longer to download and delete than it did to get the, the quest. Here's a, here, you want to you know a little trick? Use the, uh, the Game Pass app, and if it's able to be played via the cloud, boot it up there. No download necessary. You still get the quest. Uh, uh, those of us with iPhones cannot play that way? Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Android for the win, baby. I mean, I guess. But, um, yeah, I I did play Sniper Elite 4 again. So, Ken, you don't have to be co-op to do that. So Just I, kill 10 guys. I tried. I, I, I went into the game and killed a bunch of dudes, and then I went back to the Game Pass quest, and it said I'd killed none. And that is not the first time that the Game Pass app... That also happened with, um, there was a game where you had to drive a certain number of miles. I think it was Dirt 4. Uh, Dirt 4. Yeah, it never recorded any distance I drove. Really? Yeah, I don't know if there's a glitch in the Game Pass quests or whatever, but I killed like 20 dudes in Sniper Elite 4. I just went into a level and just sat there and sniped a bunch of motherfuckers, and it still says I have killed 0 out of 10. Huh. So, yeah, I might give up on that. It's a monthly quest. Monthly quests aren't as important. Because they don't count towards the Big Daddy thousand point one, so the Big Daddy. It's a thousand points, man, for just playing video games. I usually earn anywhere from ten to twenty dollars a month in rewards just by completing those quests. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's true. I, I do it too. Like I've become addicted to the quest thing again. They're like achievements, but you actually get something for them. Yeah. Like you know, if you if you do the th- if you get if you do enough to get the thousand, because you're always getting points on top of the thousand. Yep. So, um, also, if anybody pre-orders, if anybody is buying Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox, six, there is a six thousand points. points if you pre preload it onto your system. Yep. 
So go sign up for that. Because six thousand points—that's like what six bucks? Yeah, that's six bucks just for just for buying a game you were going to buy. Exactly. So you know, do do a few more quests, and I've already paid off for a month of Game Pass. I give you another me. tip: they've got this auto redeem now, and it gives you a huge discount on the ten dollar code. So sign up for that because I always have the. It's I think it's like it drops down to eight thousand points for a ten dollar code if you leave it on auto redeem. Then every month, if as long as you have eight thousand points, it just dumps ten bucks into your account. Gives That's you like, perfect. Yeah, it gives you like a two thousand point discount. So I started doing that. So I've got that running every month. Cool. I need to do that then. I bought Watch Dogs with all the points that I had. That's why I didn't pay for it. Like I had fifty thousand points, and I just redeemed them for a fifty dollar code and just paid for Watch Dogs. There you go. So yeah, those points, man. They they're good stuff. I'm on like a 42-week streak on the, the, the weekly ones. And every like 10 weeks, I get a $2,500 or 2,500-point bonus. Do your rewards, motherfuckers, if you got an Xbox. Do them. What do you get the streak bonus at? Uh, it's in the rewards app. Do you have the rewards app? Do you go into that? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. in there, and it's that big, the big fucking square right when you boot it up. And every okay. week, you got to do... Three things like one of them is usually earn fifty achievement points, and one of them is like do fifty searches on Bing, or yeah. boot the app up three times throughout the week or something. As long as you do those, then you get a bunch of bonus points. So, like I said, I'm on like a forty-two week streak. I'm getting ready to hit number fifty, which is a thirty-five hundred point bonus. I need to start doing that. Yep, <laughs> I do it every week. That's the first thing I do on Tuesday. It resets on Tuesday. Free money, motherfuckers. It takes like five seconds. You gotta do 50 Bing searches. <laughs> Dude, I pull up my phone and load the Edge app and just type letters. It literally takes me 45 seconds to do 50 searches. Oh, there you go. And you don't—you only have to do that one like every other week, so. Anyway, let's talk about that. Video games, anything else? Hmm. No, I um, everybody was talking about Dragon Age, and I flirted with the idea of playing through all the Dragon Ages again. I said, "What am I, an idiot?" I booted up Inquisition this week. What for? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I booted it up and I walked around because I'd beat the game, and I'm just in the town at the end of the game. I just walked around. And I'm like, "Wow, this game looks old." Okay. Yeah, well, that game is old. I hate to break it to you. No, I know it's old, but I was just like, oh, it looks really cool with auto HDR on Series X. But other than that, I was like, okay, yeah. this Dragon Age looks old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. I was like, yeah, it's old. I'm I'm excited for the new one. Yeah, it, well, we'll talk about that in the news. I hope it's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the, well, but I hope it's good is the way I feel about literally almost every game that comes out, so... Yeah, but Bioware. Mm. Yeah, well. Yeah, falling from grace. We'll, here. Talk, we'll talk about that yeah. later. Uh, Drew, anything else before we move on? No, nah, I think I think that's pretty much it. All right, Anthony, we'll move over to you. All right, let me talk about Lion Castle Entertainment. What? Yep, Lion Castle Entertainment, the fine developer of a game called Speed Three. Oh, that piece of shit. Oh, we're not done. We're not done, Ken. They also made Super Street colon Racer and Super Street 
colon, the game, as well as Drew's favorite game, Slide Stars. Oh boy, Slide Stars. <laughs> they also, they, uh, their publish, the publisher of Speed 3, GS2 Games, Ancestor, uh, also published Ancestor's Legacy, Chicken Range, Daymare 1998, Edge of Eternity, Everspace, Stellar Edition, Helmet, Badass from Hell, Hidden Objects Collection, Mozart Requiem, Santa's Xmas Adventure, there's Speed 3, there's Slide Stars, there's Super Street the Game, and Taxi Chaos. Now, there's a few games in there that are of quality, but most of them are shit. You should definitely question anything you see either of those names on. <laughs> because Speed 3 is fucking garbage. <laughs> is this... I still... Uh, why is it called Speed 3? Is so there like a 1 and up, 2? Ken. I don't fucking know. Maybe I, is it a video game sequel to the first two speed movies? Ah, that implies that there's a story, which there is not. <laughs> and you're playing, you're racing funny cars. So, so you're racing, you're racing F1 cars. Um, so they have that extremely small body that basically you have enough space to fit a person in, and they have the spoiler and the the basically the large fin in the front that's just in front of the wheels. It's very thin car. Um. I don't know what the fuck the point of this game is other than racing, and when I say racing I mean there's a whole six tracks you get to race on. Woo! Um, you can take down other people while you race. There's no real point of it. The frame rate dips anytime people are on screen, and especially if there's explosions, so the best thing to do is get into first and then not lose that spot. Uh, there's a good amount of like decent music, surprisingly. Uh, you can't hear it, though, because all you hear is... <laughs> so, that's pointless. They paid someone to do that. Or they H- hire for... Anthony to do your sound effects for F1 car games from going forward. Sorry? Hire Anthony to do the sound uh-huh. effects for your F1 it... car games. <laughs> I just... Like, it, it, this whole game... It, this whole game is... Um... <laughs> Like it's it's just it's as intuitively easy. Oh, it's stupid easy. Like don't don't say it's intuitive. Literally, there's no challenge. Just don't get hit by other cars while racing. They all drive like idiots. Ah, oh, man. Sweet. Like, I have to like read a quality this. Warning. Game. Warning. Speed Three Grand Prix is not a simulation racing game. It's. it's Instead, it it transforms the world's most popular motorsport into an accessible and uncomplimented fun track racing experience for everyone. Fuck you. And fuck Craig for leaving. (laughs) He left. (laughs) I swear I don't know what's going on with him lately. Uh, Well, good thing we're recording anyway. I have a background Um, recording going anyway, so... But, um... Oh, yeah, this game sucks. Um... It didn't start up originally. I had to delete my download, restart it. Um, and I thought, like, okay, so th- so when I started up this game, there's these big, big graphics that almost look like uh, buttons that you'd see in a phone game. So I'm like, is this a mobile game? No, it doesn't exist on mobile. It's just on Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, want, I, I kind of want to see the Switch version. So... But I, I don't think that there's... See, because this game doesn't look pretty. It's not, like, terrible looking. I'm not going to shit on it too much. But, like, this game isn't terrible looking. 
I think it's just poor optimization. I don't think it matters what console you play it on. I don't Honestly. know. Have you? Oh, Arc is poorly optimized, and uh, but that Arc was fun to on watch on the Switch, and just gets worse on the Switch. Like this is this is something that like Arc at least can look pretty, you know, in still frames. Um, <laughs> this game doesn't have any interest in it. Like, uh, there's a level in this where you race through the streets of Tokyo. That is the only saving grace of this game, and it guess what? You can race it backwards in the next round because there's only six tracks. Holy shit! Yeah, avoid Lion Castle stuff. Um, uh, uh, I'm playing Serious Sam Collection for review, and those are Serious Sam games in a collection. I don't know what else there is to say. Hey, if you've never played a Serious Sam game and you like Doom, and you're like, maybe I should want, maybe I should want to pick up more of this. Like, yeah, play Serious Sam. Uh, I have a question for you. Get the collection. There's a bunch of them. The third game. Have you played the third game much? Uh no, I I have to get there still. Okay, I'm just going through one. It was um, the first game that really bothered me, like when I played it. Like it, it made me. It was okay when I switched to third person, but in first person, it really made me kind of queasy. Oh really? Okay. And I've never had um, that problem with a shooter before. Interesting. I don't know if it's because the field of view is too close. Uh, potentially, I just can't imagine that's it with you specifically. Yeah, I can um, play I can VR understand games. Understand that bothering other people. I can play VR yeah. games without the the teleporting, so it's not like that kind of stuff bothers me. But for some reason, Series Sam Three on the the Xbox, I played it, and like if I wasn't in third person, I couldn't play it more than like twenty thirty minutes. That's odd. I, I will let you know. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm just curious yeah. if it's just me because, like, one and two, fine. I, I yeah, blast one and two. Those. Man, one does. One really shows its age. Uh, the <laughs> HD version of two. Uh, sorry, HD version of the second encounter because two is a different game. I yeah. always get that. The serious Sam is the worst naming convention. Um, but the uh, second encounter looks way better than the first game. Yes, it does. Like, holy shit! I, I was like playing through the first. I remember this looking better. I'm like, oh yeah, second encounter. That's the, the worst naming convention in a video game. I think can it's in the running because Serious Sam Two is a very different game in terms of like looks. I will tell um, you, Serious Sam has some of the most memorable enemies. Like you can hear the galloping skeletons. You can hear yep. the screaming head dudes. Like the, um, the suicide bombers are one of my favorite enemies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the scream, and the first time you run into them in the first game, uh, you you shoot him, he blows up. Serious Sam makes a remark, and then all of a sudden you hear more, and they all over the ridge. Oh boy! Yep, he um, he yells at him again in the third game, and I was like, oh, okay, you already did that joke. Come on. Yeah, um, I don't I don't play those. I don't play Serious Sam or Duke Nukem for you know quality humor. Nah. Um. The weird one that I have for this week that I picked up because it was on sale and I had heard good things was uh, I've never actually seen any of the movies, but uh, DreamWorks Dragons, Dawn of the uh, New Riders, Dawn of the New Riders. I don't know. It's basically a Zelda game. <laughs> okay. It's a top-down like 3D Zelda game, and you switch between the dragon. It, it's uh, How to Train Your Dragon is the the series, but for some reason it's called DreamWorks Dragons. I guess they're done training them. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, I picked it up. It was like 
15 bucks, 20 bucks on uh, like one of the sales on PlayStation Network. And uh, it's just a really good Zelda clone. Um, you know, it's got that top-down perspective. Uh, there's some, there's quite a few puzzles. Um, it's a little bit simpler, but in some ways, but then like some of the puzzles are definitely like a, a lot different from the 2D Zelda because it plays with the 3D space a bit better and the combat's a little bit more involved. It, it, it's a very weird place it puts itself in because if you want a more straightforward Zelda clone, Oceanhorn is that. Yeah, the um, second is... Oceanhorn came out on the Switch only and like everybody forgot. They really fucked themselves by A, choosing to go with the Apple Arcade, which seems to have been a bad decision for most people, and then uh, not going to consoles. I, I don't know what they're doing, but um, yeah, yeah, the fact, it's, it's the fact good... that they put it the second one on the Switch means it got lost like a day after it came out. Yep. But if you're on other consoles, hey, uh, DreamWorks Dragons Dawn of the New Riders the dawn of new riders or something um that's a really good title uh don't just skip it because it's a tie-in uh, you don't really need to have any knowledge of the series like i don't um because uh you you play as a character that's original to the game uh it just has characters from the movies involved um, and you get a cute little patchwork dragon that's like a bunch of different dragon types, so it can like breathe ice and lightning and stuff, which I assume is not a thing that other dragons can do. So this is a um, song then, of ice and fire. Uh, um, yeah, there's not enough adult content in this game. <laughs> there's no, there's no dragons fucking. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> and then um, the last game I have talked about is Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Game of the year. It's goddamn close. I I thought I was gonna hate the um, uh, Zeus and Prometheus. Prometheus, thank you. Uh, conversations. I thought I was gonna hate it. Oh, just wait. They um, they get better as the game goes on. Zeus. I don't want to. <laughs> my, my problem is I don't want there. I'm not spoiling it. It's like five minutes into the game. Right, you start the story, and he rolls the credits on you. I totally I forgot s- that because that was like thirty hours ago for me. So yeah, and it's it's one of my favorite. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things is it's running through, and it's like uh, creator of fun, Zeus. <laughs> like Zeus is taking credit for everything, and then it just says bumbling storyteller, Prometheus, pyromaniac, Prometheus, bird feeder. Prometheus, like holy shit! Like the some of the jokes are so good, and the guy that's playing Zeus does such a good job at delivering the comedy. Um, but that's the reason why I said like vague Mediterranean accent because that's everybody in this game. Oh, absolutely. Um, even Typhon, his voice is slightly Mediterranean instead of just being demonic. It's it's greek demonic <laughs> um but i love the characters in it um uh, there's a certain person you meet early on that you don't know who they are right away he's fantastic do you know who i'm talking about ken you're talking about the runner the sorry the, the runner 
The thief or yes, the, the or thief. The... the thief. Okay, I didn't know if you were talking about him or the oracle. The, or- <laughs> the oracle's great because he's like fucking stoned. He's stoned. like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, and and they, they it's a teen rated game, so they can't make direct references, but it's he's totally smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very impressed with that game. Um, there is nothing. It's it's weird. It's like there's a bunch of stuff in it that now that I've played this and I really liked um Breath of the Wild. Um now that I've played this, I look at some of the stuff in Breath of the Wild and go, I don't know how I feel about that. Um it, it's just minor minor things. Like I like that the dungeon closes itself up or the little whatever shrines, whatever I want to call them. Um, I like that they close up after they're done. I like the way that when you view in first person, you're not just making markers, like you actually can mark stuff that you find by looking at it. I think you can turn that off, mind you, but I like that it all disappears once you stop being in first person. Um, the weapons breaking thing, I don't mind. This is a very different combat system, so I, I didn't have an issue with that in Breath of the Wild. I know that'll be an exciting thing for some people, though, with this. Um, but it's a different fighting system. Um, I like the way that it does, um, like, when you dodge at the right time, time slows down the same way, but it doesn't ever feel as impactful. Like, that's the only kind of gripe that I have with this game, is that it, when you dodge perfectly, it doesn't feel as impactful as the um, dodges in uh, Breath of the Wild, where it slows down and you just look like you're dealing like way more damage than you actually are doing to the enemy. You can upgrade um, some of that stuff later on. Oh, for sure. I I do like the system where you can make the armor look like however you want. That's great. Yep. Um, I barely use it, mind you. But um, yeah, because the neat. thing with the armor is, is that each one has a perk, and then there's a second perk when you fully upgrade it. So you can just kind of find the perk you want, and then you can, yeah. if you want to change the look of it, you can. Yeah, it, it just happened <clears throat> to be that the perk I wanted and the look of it are the same thing. Have you, you unlocked know, like the purple? Have you unlocked the purple and black armor yet? No, that no, was no, no. my favorite. I unlocked the purple bow so far. Okay. I've only played four hours. Yeah, the purple so. armor was my favorite, and I used it pretty much through the entire game. But it is, it is fascinating. Some of the stuff that this game has done, like I love the fact that I can go underwater. Um, I like the fact that like holding on to something doesn't just decrease your grip meter. Yes, you actually have to be moving. That's a thing that I'm pretty sure Zelda didn't do. It just slowed down if you weren't moving. I um, like that you can also create potions for it, but you can also just eat. Uh, yep. the mushrooms eat mushrooms you as you're climbing to keep going. Yeah, if you hold right um, on the D-pad, you can just keep eating the mushrooms to fill it up instead of having to have created a potion. A potion just fills up a certain amount. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's the perfect parry, which is too easy to do almost. Yeah, the windows in this game are very forgiving. It's not yeah. meant to be like a like a hardcore combat but system. Boy, I stumbled into the wrong... So there's a mission early on where you you need like two pieces of a riddle and a key you know what i'm referring to ken there are several of those but yes okay I know what you're talking about. um 
Yes, for a specific character that is basically equipment for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I s- had to go into a clearly more intense area to get one of them, uh, yes. to get it, a, get a seed to feed it, and uh, to revive it. And I stumbled into that area, and it wasn't just the... So they, they do this really neat thing where they tell you that the enemy is too strong with the health bar, which is normal. But then they also just make the enemies look scarier. <laughs> where you went, oh, oh, that thing doesn't look like anything I've seen so far. All the other ones are like animals and kind of cartoony. And then there's these, just these monsters. And I went, all right, well, this is clearly not the area I'm supposed to be in right now. Yep. Um, and if you go into a dungeon that has something that you don't have the ability for, it will tell you. Yep, it tells you. Uh, I t- it told me I was near this clearly this environmental puzzle hey you don't ha- have what's needed right now and i went okay uh, and moved on um it- it's weird using some of the abilities that are very clearly taken from so there's the grab gravity magnetize thing from zelda but it's not under the same restrictions the um, it's just a heracles yeah and the bracers don't work. They work close enough, but don't work exactly the same way. So I'll be trying to do certain things with them from Zelda and go, oh, that's right. This doesn't do this. <laughs> but okay. um, I found the puzzle dungeon, like the puzzle dungeons. I'm just going to call them that because I don't really remember what they're called. Um, the abyss or whatever. Um Basically the equivalent of a shrine in Breath of the yeah. Wild. And then each of the four gods has a massive shrine. So the small shrines that you do, I love them in this game. They're very, very different from what Zelda offers. So don't use that as a, oh, it's just their version of that. It serves the same function. But there's there's a good amount of platforming which i would say that there really wasn't like you had to move around in those puzzles but like this game has platforming sections which zelda did not um it's weird they they complement each other in ways that i i was i was expecting this more to be just like that and it complements them in certain ways but it'll be weird to go back to zelda and realize like i can't jump off of a cliff and then ascend a little bit higher to get over like ledge a ledge or whatever um which is a thing you can do in this because you'll get you'll climb up so far not be able to go um say you have like a little bit of a uh edge on the cliff that you can't just climb over so you can jump away from the wall boost up and get over it the game Uh, never tells you to stop doing that either which drove me crazy yeah, that is a bit annoying. This like, are you stuck? Crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not stuck. Stop telling me I'm stuck. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's almost sometimes too much advice. Um, but it, it just it, there was a weird moment in this where I went, oh, I really wish they'd done more of this. So, uh, you, the story is that you are a phoenix and you washed up on shore with a shipwreck, and visiting another shipwreck on this same island. I walked over to it. There's no music going on. And the calling of crows was so 
neat. Like it felt so atmospheric. I watched them fly away from the shipwreck. I, I was like, oh, that's what I needed a little bit more of in Zelda. Other than like, oh, there's a Lionel I'm about to die. Which <laughs> is a bit of a different feeling. Um, there's a little bit more of that, but like they're clearly doing a little bit more world building where Zelda was letting it be environment tell the story they're letting the characters do that so it's a bit different that way it's, it's just they're very they're both very good games uh, i'm loving this very much like uh, i did breath of the wild and i can't wait to play more of it uh, you i've gushed enough all right uh anything else no that is it i'll move on to the wombat all right um so i haven't really played all that much uh, this week, oddly enough, which is great audio for a video gaming podcast. <laughs> um, I played... Um, oh, I do need to give everyone an update that uh, Fortnite is back on the table at our house. Is it because um, of the Kratos I... and the, the Mandalorian? Not because of Kratos, um, but it's it's just better now. That was the only, the only response that I got. It's better now. He didn't yeah. even know who Kratos was, and he said... Is it like this bald guy? I'm like, yep, that's him. Did you did you see the internet having like a conniption fit because he does the the goofy dances? Yeah, with <laughs> with the dances. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. I think it's hilarious. Oh God, yeah, it's it's wonderful. The internet. I think what's even problem. funnier. I think what's even funnier than that is the fact that uh, when you you can uh, when you play it on an Xbox and it shows Kratos' character and it has the PlayStation logo in the bottom right hand corner. I love this world. Like, there are games that boot up on the PlayStation that have Xbox logos. I love it. I know. It's great, man. Get them all on there. I'm all Get for it. Get them all on there. That's why I'm waiting for Master Chief to show up in Fortnite. I, I saw the pictures. Apparently, it's happening. So It should. Yeah. Like, it, get them all in there, Fortnite man. should be the meeting place for all of these different things. We should have Mario and Fortnite. As as gamers, and... yeah, as, as gamers, you can hate what Fortnite is because it's not your thing, but you should respect the hell out of right. it because it opened crossplay. It's it's yeah. bringing characters. Kratos is on the Xbox now. Come on. Yep. That's awesome. Master Chief is going to be awesome. on the PlayStation. That's awesome. It is awesome. Agreed. Um. So, but anyway, in terms of what I played, um, I I owe Ken a review for Godfall. Um, which I need to get done. I just, Godfall is one of those games. The other people on the show will recognize this. Games that are really good are easy to write about. Games that are really bad are easy to write about. Yep. All, all the stuff in the middle sucks. Yep. It does. Um, Legion. <laughs> so um, I just got to get all my thoughts finalized on that and then I'll get the review over. It's not a bad game, but it's not a great game, and that's the problem. Um, I played a decent amount more Valhalla. I think I'm seven hours in at this point. I still haven't seen credits, by the way, Ken. I'll go ahead and jump out in front of that. Uh, Holy cow. Uh, or title card, I mean. I'll go ahead and jump out in front of that now. Uh, I'm still in the hinterlands. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying it. The um, I came across a really hard boss. Um... And, uh, you know, some other some other cool stuff, just exploring the opening of the game. So uh, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging it. I it's it's hard for me to say this early on. I know it seems silly to say seven hours is 
early on, considering I finished the pathless in less than that. But um, it's hard for me to say this early on whether or not uh, where I feel about it in sort of the the, the pantheon of recent Assassin's Creed games. Um, but I am enjoying it, so um, we'll keep diving my way through that and plan on playing as much of it as I can um, between now and uh, Cyberpunk. Um, so that I can make sure and inc- and and have played enough of both to evaluate them when it comes time for game of the year. Uh, and then I, I did not pick up Immortals: uh, Phoenix Rising. Uh, that'll probably be post Cyberpunk purchase for me. It's definitely something you would like. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those games that I know without a doubt I will like, but um, I just I don't have I don't have time. Um, I barely have time to play the stuff that I have and, you know, the two games that I have that were highly anticipated for me this year, uh, are both, you know, 50 or 60 hour games that come out within, you know, three or four weeks of each other. So that complicates things. Uh, but yeah, that's it. All right. Um, just to kind of piggyback a little bit on your Assassin's Creed, I wrote my review, I played through a big chunk of that game, and I've kind of went back to it, and I've got to say that by far, that is the weakest of the of the new trilogy. Like, I felt like that series was uh, like this on this really steady, like, incline, it was just going up, like, Origins was amazing, you know, Odyssey is, I still think, the best Assassin's Creed, the, the longer that I sit on it. And I found myself in Valhalla just like, I don't, like, the loop is just not there for me. Like, the 60 FPS combat is wonderful. But, like, the missions just really, like, so many of them just didn't do anything for me. And it's it's really disappointing because, like, everything else about that game is good. And and truthfully, um, I've spent some more time in Watch Dogs Legion, and I feel like I don't really like that game either. <laughs> like... I'm trying to play it. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with the game. Watch. It's just Watch Dogs Legion is just it. It's a. It, it's exactly what Ubisoft was criticized for, before they took the year or so off to do, um, Origins. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like the two games that Ubisoft put the most, like marketing behind are by far not even half as good to me as Immortals is. And it's because the studio that made Immortals... Made Odyssey. It made Odyssey. Yeah. So I'm not fully surprised, but it's just, yeah, like Watch Dogs, I mean, I I say it in my review, but uh, as a big fan, it it was like, I've seen fans of, and I I was right, I ended up being right after writing that review on uh, reddit was like yeah legion uh two is the best game in the series i disagree but um legion just does not stack up and i was like yeah it doesn't stack up for me as a fan of the first either it's just there and like if you think about like what watchdogs sold itself off of it was hacking the city and you don't really do that anymore you hack drones most of the time you don't hack you know the stoplights and well you can but uh, you just don't have any reason to yeah but i mean like 
you really no the stoplights no well, you, you can, can still you can certain... still hack the like stop gaps in the street and you can hack cars. Yeah, that's and, it. But like, what, there's the cars, no point but... in doing that either. Nope. Um, that game is just go and do the checklist, and it kind of sucks for it. And it's like it's a fine game, you know. It 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 fills the time, but it should be your back burner title. And from what I've heard of uh, the new Assassin's Creed, it just isn't good as odyssey so it's like weird that they've stepped back because like they were doing all these weird things that were so far ahead of what they people said that they were doing to be fair the odyssey team and this team are not the same yeah odyssey made immortals yeah right so they didn't really take a step back if immortals is as good as you guys are saying it is that team just moved to something different but did was the this is where I don't know. Did the Odyssey team also make Origins? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't think they did. I think it was a different team. Because that's what but, that's what weirds me out. It's like it just it's well, but Origins changes. Origins and Odyssey were very different games. They were. Um, they were. There, there were there were parts of them that were similar for sure. Um, but there were parts of those games that were very very different. Absolutely. Um, as, Especially the combat, um, and you know, combat is one of the the best parts of uh, Odyssey, uh, and the combat in Origins was was not the same at all. Nope. So I the um, I, I think probably what it is more than anything else at this point is less the license and more that team specifically. Yeah, I agree. I, it's just weird for me that Ubisoft pumped out three big open world games, and the one that I like the most is like the one that Ubisoft seems to give the less shits about. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, and and the thing about that too is the the one you like the most is the same team that made the last one you like the most. Exactly, and I spells it out to me. I that just looked it team. up. I um, I. Did we start that? Like I'm looking it up, and it was uh, it said Ubisoft uh, Montreal did um, was the main studio on Odyssey, uh, which and it's Toronto that did uh, Immortals. I swear to God, uh, I I thought I read multiple places that it was the same team. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like it it, it it was like that's what I found online. I, I you know. Take that with a grain of salt. Like it was just a quick Wikipedia thing. It's just with, generally with there. Ubisoft. Check that stuff. With Ubisoft, it's hard to tell because so many teams touch so many other games. I guess. Yeah. Um. I will say this: I have been seeing advertisements for Immortals. Like Instagram is filled with them. Hey, I'll be uh, on no, TV. No, no. Hey, and Anthony, Anthony, both of them are Ubisoft uh, Quebec. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is an action role-playing game developed by Ubisoft oh, okay. Quebec. So, and then Immortals Phoenix Rising. Immortal Phoenix Rising is an action adventure video game published by or developed by Ubisoft Quebec. Oh, I my apologies. I thought I saw Toronto for some Ubisoft reason. Quebec. That's the team. Okay. It sure seems to be the team. Sorry, it's Quebec um, and then it's Montreal is a different one. And I apologize. Anyway, just yeah, just Quebec a, City Montreal though. I just an interesting note of the Ubisoft games of of this year, for sure. Uh, I also checked out that that Madden upgrade uh, for next gen. 
it's good. It's um, it's it's weird this year because like we're getting these updates. Um, like NBA 2K got one, FIFA's getting one, Madden's getting one. Um, I downloaded the Madden one. I have to say I'm impressed with the new next-gen stat stuff. I think that's cool. Um, the players definitely look like they've received an upgrade. There's a lot more faces in there. Um, the animation on their movement has definitely been upgraded. It's still the same core game, so if you weren't happy with the core game, you're not going to be happy with this version. Um, you do get it free if you bought Madden 21. Uh, otherwise, it's I guess EA's going for the 69.99 because it's that's how much it costs if you buy it straight out. So I guess they're going to the $70 price tag. I'm hoping next year is a lot better, but for getting a free upgrade this year, um, I'm definitely impressed with what they did deliver. I do think it looks a lot nicer. Um. I think that's all the big, big stuff that I played. Um, I did end up with two weeks worth of indie games, so I'm going to go through them even faster this week. Um, I'm going to try to point out the games you should play and maybe the games you shouldn't play and stay away from. Um, Tawaga Among Shadows, platformer, collect souls, it's fine. Um, nothing to get excited about. Out of Space is a good couch co-op game. We are moving objects around to open doors to clean up a space station. It's actually pretty fun. We'll remind you a lot of things like um, uh, moving out and uh, stuff like that. Good couch, good couch co-op game. Strike Force 2 Terrorist Hunt. Don't buy that game. It's terrible. Uh, Tesla Force got an upgrade for Series X. I didn't notice a huge difference, but that game is still fun. Drew talked about Landflix Odyssey. Mad Tower Tycoon. Um... Sim Tower, that's pretty much what it is. Um, Seeds of Resilience, didn't care for that one. More Dark was a neat game. Um, puzzle platformer, you know, go through the rooms. BFF or Die is an interesting co-op game where you can play one to four players. Uh, you shine a light on a maze. One player shines a light on the maze while the other tries to go through the maze and pick up the pieces. It's actually pretty neat. I liked it a little bit better than I thought I would. Get Over Here is a couch multiplayer game. Didn't care for that. I felt like the controls were kind of bad. Oh, scrolling through. There's a, like I said, there's a lot. Got to scroll, scrolls. Fogs. Anthony, we talked about fogs. That game creeped me out. What? I mean, the dogs are like a worm, man. Yeah. It's creepy. It's cute. It's fine. It. Mm. It's another it's one of those puzzle physics game, puzzle games. Not really. It's it it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of like Adventures of Cookie and Cream if you're playing it by yourself. Yeah, because you could use each analog stick to control. The yeah, head so of the like it's something you could play with someone else using the same controller. Um, I thought it was neat. I, it's not as janky. The reason why I fought that while fighting that. Oh yeah, janky. yeah. It's Once not as janky it. as like a human fall flat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's God. it's just weird getting used to controlling basically two ends of a worm. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird game. Um, the other game I played that was also on Game Pass this week. Fogs is on Game Pass if you want to try it. By the way, um, the other game I played on Game Pass is Haven, the RPG. Like. I'm still trying to figure out why they're calling it an RPG because all I've done so far, I've played for about an hour and a half, 
all I've done so far is have a conversation between the two characters and glide between areas cleaning up rust. Like, I haven't fought anything. I haven't upgraded anything. All I've done is collect apples and cooked them and cleaned up rust. I don't I don't know if that game does anything. Yeah, else. I think uh, I think Dustin mentioned that when he played the demo of it on the uh, Xbox demo thing and said he wasn't really feeling it. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, I, I remember someone messaging in and being like, yeah, that's not exactly what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, they call it an RPG, but like literally all I've done is have conversations between the two characters and coast around picking up, I like I petted a lizard. Like, I don't... I mean, if it... Is this trying to be the next uh, Abzu? <laughs> I mean, if it's just a game about two characters in their relationship, fine. That's what it seems like it is. It's not for me, but I get it. But they called it like an RPG, an otherworldly RPG. And like I'm playing it, I'm like, I don't see any of that. Okay, then. So, whatever. Um, There's another clicker game out, out this week called Card Demolition Clicker. It is fucking mind-numbing. I don't even want to play that anymore. I didn't even break the first card before I got tired of it. Um, Nine Witches Family Disruption is a point-and-click game. Seems kind of interesting. Uh, Sleeping Deeply is a first-person... Like, it's a puzzle game. I don't understand this game. So, it gives you zero direction of how you're supposed to play. It starts you off, you're a dude watching TV, and he sees a commercial for beer that is 99.9% alcohol level. And he drinks it, and he falls asleep. And he wakes up on a couch on a raft and gets, like, knocked over by a kraken. And then you stab the kraken in the eye and his eyeball pops out. And I managed to solve the puzzle to get his eyeball back in his head. And then I had no idea what to do. I couldn't figure out what to do next. Like, he's just, the kraken has just, like, got the little hearts above his head. And he seems happy that I gave him his eye back. But then I can't figure out how to progress. And I finally just, like, gave up. I... I'm not super familiar with alcohol, but can you have? I mean, if you like, want no, to... without removing removing the concept of like, <laughs> is it physically possible? Is beer even allowed to go over a certain percentage? No. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it all is kind of. Otherwise, it just becomes a different alcohol. Dude, ninety nine point nine percent level would pretty much would kill, kill you. you. I know. I understand that. Again, I'm just saying it wouldn't be beer at that point. It would just be like ethanol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I checked out John Wick Hex. That's not for me. I like John Wick. I don't like turn-based action. That's not really for me. Uh, Duck Life Adventure. That game's bad. Don't play that game. Uh, Wonder Blade. Uh, this game kind of surprised me. If you're if you're familiar with like the Behemoth. Um. This game is essentially a behemoth game with lots of gore. <laughs> You're literally Doesn't like, the behemoth have a lot of gore? Castle Crashers? Kind maybe of Castle like... Crashers does, but I'm thinking more of like Alien Hominid. And, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but basically you're a knight, and you're like fighting. It's very cartoony, very over the top, and there'll be moves where you can like decapitate dudes and cut their arms off and like stab them in their neck in slow motion. And it's it's a pretty good game. Like it's it's pretty fun. Uh, Wildfire is a stealth game where you get like these powers that you can light shit on fire. Um, 
it's kind of disturbing because people like scream and bloody murder when you burn them. Yikes. Um, but it is a, it is an interesting game. I actually enjoyed it. Um, I, but it I is love a, the artwork on that. Yeah, I've it's got at it before. It's got really nice pixel art. It really does. Uh, Hebroxia is a side-scrolling shooter, uh, which also has vertical shooting levels. Um, it's good. I mean, what else do you say about shmups anymore? Except that they're either good or bad. Paw paw paw. <laughs> so you remember that from last week? I played that. That is a another side-scrolling fighting game, like beat 'em up style stuff. Um, it's not great. Controls aren't great. Paw paw paw. Paw paw paw. Uh, How is Paul 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 spelled? P-A-W-P-A-W-P-A-W. It's because they're okay, all so. anthropomorphic animals. Gotcha. Yep. So it's it's brutal. Paul's a fury. Yes. Except it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, I played Empire of Sin. Yeah, what do you think? It's really fucking good. You should play it. Are you serious? Yes, it's really good. <laughs> and I don't like... Those kind of games. I was about to say, you hate those kind of games. Yeah, I got into this game. So basically, it's like um, you start a match, you pick a boss, and then you're dumped into the world, the Chicago like underworld, and the objective is to take over more businesses or take businesses away from the other boss. Um, and it's just like there's a level of like simulation, like mob simulation mixed with a level of like XCOM battle system. Uh, down to the point where it like gets real deep into the like weeds of like you can do dialogue conversations and and pick stuff. You can make deals with certain people. Um, I made it to the point where I actually need to have a sit down because I took over two of the other guys' uh, businesses and turned them into different things. And then he's like, "We need to have a talk." And he's like, "All right, well, we're gonna do a sit down." Like it's really good. So you should check uh, this game out. I really need to play that. Yeah, it's it's man. Romero you reviewing should... it? No, 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 no. No, I'm not reviewing it. Would you just get a code for it? <laughs> it's in the indie games. Oh, so it's an indie game? I mean, it's full price, but they it still got released under the indie banner. Gotcha. So I ended up with, like, it, I was shocked when I saw the code. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to check this out because I'm a fan of Romero. Yeah, You know, I like those old CD Underworld stuff. I was like, I'm going to try And I played it for like an hour. I'm like, man, this is... This is good stuff. Does it control pretty well with the controller? Yeah, yeah. You actually, when you're moving your character in the overworld, it's like Diablo. You actually move them and they move. Right. Um, then when you get into com- turn-based combat, like, it's just got the normal... Um... I did notice, like, I was standing right in front of a dude and I couldn't shoot him for some reason. I don't know if it's a bug or a glitch right now, but um, outside of that, though, it played really well. Who'd you choose to play as? Uh, I started as Capone because I got the version that they gave me had his special fur coat and he looked really funny in the fur coat. <laughs> but there's like ten bosses you can choose from. Yeah, there's a lot of them. One of them is based on George Romero's grandmother. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yep. Each one of them has perks too, which I thought was funny. Yeah, and they're all real world like gangsters. Yeah. Can I? They're, can they I all ask? Existed. Do you mean John Romero? Yeah. Yeah. Co-creator of Doom? George Romero. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say George? You both said George. Did we both say George? I believe so. You definitely did, Drew, but... John yeah, Romero. George, it's yeah, John George Romero. is the zombie Not guy. Not George Romero, the zombie guy. No, it's the, the John Romero, the Doom guy. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Doom his. Man. Him and his Especially wife him, made that game. Him and his wife made that game, yeah. Yeah, I really want to play it. it, it it's it seems like a really cool game. It is. It's it's really cool. I think it's multiplayer too, which I think is neat. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, then the last game I played is Guntastic, which is essentially a duck game, couch co-op or not co-op, couch versus game where everybody gets guns, shoot each other. It's got Curious George in it, but they call him Furious George. That's the thing I remember about that game. Wow. He's a monkey and he, he stabs you with a knife. But he's furious, George. And I don't... I'm still playing Dirt 5. I like play that game almost daily. Which is crazy to me. Like I boot that game up and play it almost every day. So. Um, I did... I wrote my review for Miles Morales. I finally finished that. By the way, I definitely haven't hundred percented that game, um, but that ending, oof, that was yeah, that was a lot. It was a very sad ending. Oh, and the post credits thing—it's like we better get another Spider-Man. I have a feeling we will. Yeah, I, after that, you don't not get another Spider-Man. Yeah. So, but no, that that ending was. My son was watching. He's like, is this the end of the game? I was like, yes. <laughs> That's why all of this is happening. Yes. It's the end of the game. But anyway. It's been, a, it's been a great year for video games. We've got one more really big, big game coming out. Um, but let's talk about what is out this week. We have Destiny 2 is getting its updates for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Tim Tim is going into early access on PlayStation 5, which if you don't know what that is, that is Pokemon for the PlayStation. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Annapurna Interactive Deluxe Limited Edition, Dying Light Anniversary Edition, Farming Simulator 19, Precision Farming? Why the fuck is that coming out? (laughs) Uh, Monster Sanctuary... Swords of Gargantua. I <laughs> I don't know why that strikes me as funny. It I, just does. I, I don't know, man. Indie games, like every week there's like 20 of them, and some of them have just hilarious names. I don't know. IAI, uh, Unto the End, Brigandine, The Legend of Runergia, Space Invaders Forever, The Walking Dead Onslaught, Cyberpunk 2077, Call of the Sea, which I'm interested in playing. It's on Game Pass out on Tuesday. Uh, Do Not Feed the Monkeys, Sinker 2, uh, and Panzer Dragoon Remake is making its way to Xbox finally. And then for the Nintendo Switch, what do we got this week? It's actually a light Switch week. We do have Space Space Serpent Secondary Edition, Drawn to Life 2 Realms, Super Blood Hockey, Heroes of Loot, Lofi Ping Pong, Ori in the Blind Forest, and Ori in the Will of the Wisps, uh, Ghost Runner, finally making its way to Switch, Wood Salt, Alt Frequencies, Evolution board game, 
Octophyte, Pixel Junk Eden 2, Tanuki Justice, and finally, Doom Eternal. Which, by the way, is only available digitally. So you can finally play Doom Eternal on the Switch. You've been waiting. Have not been waiting. Don't think anybody was. Alright. Speaking of new games, Microsoft did come out and announce 17 games coming to Xbox Game Pass in December. We have Control, Doom Eternal making its way to PC, Haven, Rage 2 coming to the Android streaming, Slime Rancher, Valhalla, uh, a cyberpunk bartender action, Yes, Your Grace, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of Elusive of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition, Call of the Sea, Monster Sanctuary, Starbound, Unto the End, Assetto Corsa, Gang Beasts, Greedfall, Super Hot, and Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. Man, there are so many good games in that list. Seriously. Yeah. Um Greedfall, I mentioned before, everyone should play. Um Slime Rancher is a great game. Dragon Quest Eleven. Dragon Quest Eleven is tremendous. Ukulele, uh, ukulele, ten. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually played that, so I'm That's looking one of, forward to playing that one. Not only is it an amazing platformer, because that wouldn't be enough to give it a ten. What they do with the over, like the the map section of the game, like the part between levels, is some of the best gameplay I've ever had in that environment it's something new it's something different it's a game everybody should play even if you didn't like the first game in the ukulele series also motherfuckers play control that too drew I have not played control either so control. play control play control so good oh what else we got going on Lots of patches this week. Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs. Um, all hopefully fixing... I, I heard the Watch Dogs patch didn't actually fix the Xbox save bug, which is kind of funny. Guess they're just going to wait. Whatever. Y'all, they're making a Metal Gear movie. They have their, yep. they have their solid snake. Yep. I, I think the casting is great. I think doing it as a movie is a mistake. Well, isn't it already a movie? Uh, <laughs> no, it, it should have been a television or like a uh, a show. Oh, I agree. Not I, a, I agree. Not 100%. A, not a TV series or you, a movie. I don't know how they're going to do it in a movie. If you'd have told me that they were making a Metal Gear Solid TV show on HBO, I'd have been like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I know this. I think the be... casting's great, though. Yeah, Oscar He's Isaac. Good, yeah. Oscar Isaac is playing Solid Snake. I know this is a really weird thing to say, but his face is the right shape for Solid Snake. Also, his, by the yeah, way... Yeah, I mean, he looks like Solid Snake. Yeah. By the way, internet gaming websites, he is playing Solid Snake. Stop using Punished Snake. Stop using as Naked your image. Snake. As your, stop using Just... either of them as your image. Holy cow, like every website used the eye patch or the horn picture or or a picture from Metal Gear Solid 5. I'm like, that is not Solid Snake. 
is not the guy. Use also, the guy. Here's a here's a take that it's going to seem hot, but it's really not. Um, they if they want to do a movie, they should take the comic book adaptation of Metal Gear Solid and use that. It it does things with the story where it maintains the plot really really well, but allows it to be done in you know over twelve issues, which is a script basically for a two-hour movie. It's the only way you can do that. It cuts out some stuff that is inevitably going to have to be cut out, but I think that would be a better way than trying to adapt the game again and risk losing some more of the important sequences. Like what they do with... um, Oh, really? Am I doing this? Psychomantis? In the comic book is a good way of adapting like his powers. Like what are they gonna do with a movie? Make your seat rumble? <laughs> that would require a special theater. I mean those theaters do exist. They do, but that you would know going in, I think. I know it's not video game news, but I'm gonna make it video game news. Uh Warner Brothers has announced that all of their twenty twenty one movie slate is coming to HBO Max. Day and date. Yep. Which includes Mortal Kombat. See, I made it a video game story. You made it a video game story. Congratulations. I'm pretty stoked about all of that. <laughs> like, I don't plan to go to the theater in 2021, but I will watch every single one of those movies. Well, most of them. From the comfort of my home. Starting with Wonder Woman 84 on December 25th. I'll be curious to know if that is something Canada will get because we can get HBO, but I don't know if Max is available because yeah, most people get HBO through a service called Crave up here. Yeah, HBO but... has a different streaming service for just having an HBO subscription. Yeah, that's HBO Go, right? Or it's HBO Now or Go, one of the HBO. Two. We, yeah, but we don't that. have that in Canada, so it's like for us, we're wondering what's gonna happen with that I mean, definitely... we never got that dc streaming service yeah if you don't have max you won't get it because it's only on max but we don't have go so like we don't really have a distinction between well there is two no... different hbos but hbo max is a streaming service that has nothing to do with subscribing to hbo yeah you can have an hbo max subscription and not an hbo subscription right yep, yep. okay because i have Weird. hbo max but i do not subscribe to hbo all right, so it'll be interesting to know how the if this is coming to Canada and how. Have they said, Ken? Are they? I assume they're doing an upcharge on these, like Disney did. Nope, it's free. No, if wow, you have a subscription to HBO Max, you just get to watch them. Now, granted, they are only on the service for thirty days after the launch until they come back. Obviously, once they've done their theater run, but yeah, it's just the fifteen or whatever it is a month, and they're just included. Interesting. Yep, basically they said, hey, Disney, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw, what was it, Milan was like, what, 30 bucks on top of your subscription? 30 bucks, I think, yeah. Uh, that's a bad, don't know. If it was 30 bucks and you didn't have to have a subscription, okay. But I also heard had... Milan was a bad movie. Well, that well, too. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, don't, don't kick off that service with a movie that a lot of people are like, eh, maybe don't, don't watch don't... this. Don't start it off with Chinese propaganda. That's a good start. So, 
But yeah, Wonder Woman 84. Also, Wonder Woman 84 will be the first movie on HBO Max in 4K HDR. So there is that. So maybe they'll start doing more 4K content. I don't know. Uh, we hinted at earlier with the Bioware news. Uh, two key Bioware leads have left the studio. One of them is Casey Hudson. This is his second time leaving. Yep. Man. I'm trying to think. If I, have com- a, I have one word. How? <laughs> I, How do you manage to do this twice? It's just... it. it it feels like ever since Bioware went to EA, it's just been one bad story. Like, is the, am I wrong in thinking that the only good game that's come out of EA out of Bioware since they went to EA was Inquisition? Um, yes. Wait, are we talking? Well, uh, yeah, ownership? I mean, uh, Andromeda wasn't terrible. No, 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 but it wasn't uh, of but... the quality of the first Mass Effect three of the first Mass Effect games. Right. Mass. Oh, you mean outside of the quality of the first Mass Effect? Is that what you? Said? The three, the tr- the original trilogy, one, two, and three. Right, because as I say, they by two they were EA. But two was in development before EA took over. Am I correct on uh, that? I don't know I'm about that. Sure I mean, again. those games drastically change from one to two. I the actual saying, action got better. Well, Mass Effect two, I think, is a huge jump over one. That's yes, what I'm saying. Sure. I'm not saying three it was, is almost they, the same. Three is almost the same game as two, just with a yeah, you know. I meant like from one to two. There was a big. Whoa, whoa, let me let me back up there for a second, because I I went back and played all the Mass Effects. Mass Effect three plays way better than Mass Effect two does. Does it? Yes, it does. I just it's, don't. I I don't remember them very well. I guess. It's man, it's, it's it was almost night and day. We did them for Phoenix Down, and I was like, "Yeah, Mass Effect Two is like the best, right?" Judging the Mass Effect Three, sure that story's kind of meh, but Three plays like an action RPG. Like they 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 finally got that action RPG gameplay down. Let's be fair though. The best part about Mass Effect is the story. Yeah, I would agree with that. And two is yeah, for sure. Two is by far. Uh, Mass Effect One story is the best. Uh, I like two better. I like two is better. Mm. I I agree with you, Drew. I think the story is better in one. Although I think the second one's a better game all around. Yeah, the second one's the best of of both worlds. I would assume. While Mass Effect Three, the gameplay is superb in that game. Yeah, the story kind of was what it was because they had to wrap it all up, and nobody was going to be happy with it anyway. So. I don't no. know. I, I feel like Bioware's has been not the Bioware that we love. It's kind of like Rare when they went to Microsoft. They weren't the Rare that we loved. So it's depressing to see two more people leaving, especially when they just announced that, hey, Dragon Age will be at the Game Awards and Mass Effect HD trilogy next year. And then there's a new Mass Effect in development. And then like everybody's leaving. Okay, so this is confusing. But I was like, now I was curious because I was like, when did Bioware get taken over? So 2005, Bioware and Pandemic, remember them? Yeah. Uh, yep. Joined forces uh, with private equity fund Elevation Partners uh, investing in the partnership. But that partnership was then bought by Electronic Arts in 2007. 2007 is when Mass Effect, the first one, is released. 
But that uh, first one was published after... by Microsoft. Correct, but that was because it was already in development. Yes. The next year, Bioware releases Sonic Chronicles on the DS. Um, again, in development. So EA would have been in charge of Mass Effect 2 by the time Mass Effect 2 started. They Remember, they just finished two projects. So in January 2010, Mass Effect 2 gets released. So I had assumed that EA had control at that point. Um, but they were also working... The, the important thing that I forgot was they were working on Unreal. And then EA had that big, no, everybody needs to use Frostbite. And that doesn't work well with everything. And I know that that was part of the issue with Andromeda, was that it was running on Frostbite and not... The problem uh, with Andromeda unreal. was that it was well, just not... Boring as hell. Yeah, well, that's the problem too, but, with Andromeda. But I know that... the. The techni- some of the technical issues, I believe, was placed on a team not knowing how to use Frostbite. Sure, sure. There were goofy glitches yeah. when that game launched, for sure, but it didn't change the fact that the overall story of that game is just kind of a drag. The, the glitches are not what made that game bad. I mean, Skyrim had glitches, and it's still adored today. The, the problem with that game was it was boring. Um, and the, the, the protagonist... Um and the 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 mission you were on just didn't have the same draw as the first the first game had. No, writer, I mean, writer is I mean, no show. First game, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much um people remember about that first game, but the first game really, I mean, it kicks off fast. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're you get to know Shepard pretty quick. You get to know Saren pretty quick. Like it, it kicks off quickly um and they tried to do the same thing in andromeda but the problem was none of it was really all that compelling and it was a little too similar to the first game the way that game started yep so i'll be interested like i want to be excited for a new dragon age but at the same time i'm going to be cautiously optimistic of a new dragon age yeah i mean to be fair i've liked all the dragon age games they weren't flawless but I literally enjoyed all of them, so I'm I'm looking forward to yeah. it. That first Dragon game, Age is my bread and butter. That first game is so good. Inquisition is good. I do not like two. I think two is just yeah. fucking. You and I differ on two. Yeah. I I really I I, I liked two. I played I, two. I did two. Through and the DLCs. So yeah, Dragon Age two is definitely a different type of monster. But I mean, it's I thought it was still a great story. To be told, yeah, it was very. It was a very um, tight story, though. Um, yeah. It was very. It was different than the first game. The first game, you were traveling around all over the place and recruiting allies and all that stuff. The first game was very. Uh, it wore its sort of Dungeons and Dragons influence on its sleeve. Uh, the second game was much more confined because it was basically all in Kirkwall. Yeah. Um, and I think for some people that was just not a positive step. I, I got I got so tired of just repeating the same environment over and over again. Like when you would go into battle, it just felt like I was on the same three planes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was a limitation of the game, for sure. Yeah. The, the the I think Matt, I think I think he was the one that said it best on whenever we did the Dragon Age stuff for Phoenix Down. 
Dragon Age Origins is the blockbuster movie, while Dragon Age 2 was the three to four season television show based on the movie. I thought it would be the direct-to-DVD sequel to Starship Troopers. <laughs> no, please, don't start that again. <laughs> so I, The game's definitely much better than that. I'm still reading this. It's just Bioware's Wikipedia pages a lot. Um, in just their history section. Um, Casey Hudson left in 2014. Uh, then Andromeda gets released. Is the se- it says was at the center of controversy of equal proportions, if not higher than that around the third chapter. Talking about Mass Effect Three, starting with heavy criticisms that were addressed before the game was released, uh, to lukewarm response received by the specialized press and the fandom. The sales lower than the previous Mass Effect chapters. Um, and then Anthem. <laughs> Good lord, it's just this depressing decline. Does anybody remember Anthem? I forget about it. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, re-releasing Anthem. Anthem next year, right? It's not a terrible game. That's no. the thing. I think that's the, the, the frustrating thing. is that It's not like they've released a bunch of games that are terrible. Um, they've they've committed a worse sin than that, and that they've released a bunch of games that are just mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Anthem had great flight mechanics, poor mission structure. Um, it just, uh, yes. So in that's 2017. Uh, they reveal it, um, and then Casey Hudson comes back in. So that's June that they announce it. In July, Casey Hudson comes back to fix and Anthem. Then, by the way. Yes, and yeah. then work starts to happen, and then <laughs> three years later, <laughs> Dragon Age Wars in production suddenly. Yeah, yeah. EA's it's not just... been on a good run lately. Do y'all remember Rocket League? Or not yeah. Rocket, Rocket Arena? Sorry. Rocket yeah, Arena. Yeah, I knew what you meant. The name of it. <laughs> Holy cow! That game was free like a week after it came out. <laughs> They're still yeah. trying to sell it for five bucks up here. Uh-huh. Well, they just gave it away on PlayStation Plus this month. Got uh, a physical copy. I'm uh, good. Oof. Yeah. EA's going to have to step up next gen. Faux show. Sure. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will have a massive 43 gigabyte update around launch. Yep. So, Drew, that 60 gig that. you downloaded, that ain't it. Nope. Well, you'll get some more. Oh god, it's gonna be a hundred gigs on my hard drive there. I mean Yeah, and the 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 I mean the it's it's hard for me to even call it suspicion at this point since it almost seems basically confirmed, but the suspicion is that's the reason that nobody really has review copies other than a couple outlets because the patch is pretty substantial. Yep. Which is funny because boy, we knew the game was coming in hot. But it is yeah. really coming in hot. It's really coming in hot, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, Fortnite Season 5 adds Baby Yoda, Bounties, Kratos, Mandalorian, all kinds of shit. Wait, you play as Baby Yoda? I don't think No, he's, he's a back bling. Yeah. Okay. And he has a name. I don't know what it is. Grogu. There yeah, you go. I'm only on Episode 4, so no spoilers. Dude, I'm Although looking at... pretty much everybody in the world has spoiled everything about that show so far, which is I am, why I started watching it. So. I am looking at a spoiler in a news story, and I'm like, y'all need to stop. Oh, I yeah. No, I, I don't know that I've had basically everything from the most recent two episodes spoiled for me already. Um, just because it's like, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think people just... 
assume that it's in the zeitgeist so they can just talk about it regardless. Yeah, every, everybody's watching this as, as I'm watching it, right? Right. It, it happens Friday morning. As soon as that thing goes live, Twitter is just lit up with yep. the talking about the new episode. And I'm like, dude, I don't watch that episode till like late Friday night. And even then I don't go on Twitter going, Hey, did you see yeah. so-and-so in the episode? You know, I, I literally, <laughs> I literally just watched rise of Skywalker a week ago. Oh, I'm for sorry. the first time. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was not very good. No, I mean, it good. wasn't terrible. It was it's definitely it... the weakest of the new three. Ah, uh, I really don't it's like a Last movie. Jedi. No way. Last Jedi was so much better. No, no, I don't like Last oh, Jedi. Come on, Ken. Last I'll, Jedi is this. like two hours of just like, bleh. Best thing about <laughs> Last Jedi is Yoda's in it. Good. That's it. It's the only good thing about it. The, the new trilogy kind of was a letdown, and I feel bad for all the actors because they did a really good job. It was the writing that was bad. I mean, the, it's the, well, it's it's not even just the not not the not even the dialogue writing, although there's some poor dialogue no, in it. It's the plot. it's the overall structure of the story um, collapses under its own weight is the problem. Well, they also had three different writers. One did the first and the third, and somebody else did the middle, and they, they feel like three separate movies as opposed to a cohesive fucking story. Yeah, right. and the problem is they also they couldn't make up their minds as to whether they wanted to start over fresh with a new cast of characters uh, or completely repeat everything from the first three movies and tie everything in. And the um, answer was... Well, a little bit of column A. What if we we'll, a little bit of column we'll A? We'll do both and neither. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do, do both and neither at the same time. Yeah, that third movie was basically like, "Hey, remember this?" Remember? Yeah. It it felt it, it feels like fan fiction. Should have been called Star Wars Episode Nine: Member Berries. Oof. <laughs> um, I, I have only seen Force Awakens. I have not seen anything else. Force Awakens period. is a fine I, movie. Ken, Ken and I disagree that I think Last Jedi is a good movie. Um, but I this, this new one, I was okay without. I would have been okay without it. I mean, Ken, there's so much shit they bring up does. in that third movie they never even hinted at in the first two, and I'm like, come That's on. That's the problem. It's The third movie feels incredibly disjointed. It does. At least two tries to do something. Like Last Jedi tries to do something. It did. I just Anything. didn't like what it, it tried to do. It, it well, absolutely did, like did something, the, and then the, they completely undid it in the next movie. But it, yeah, oh. yeah, they did. I will definitely agree with you there. But I wasn't upset because I did not like what they did in the but second movie. I would movie. say this is three was the exact. That's exactly what you get for to angry fans. Hey, I wasn't on Twitter shit. with fucking p- signing petitions to get rid of Kelly Marie Tran or anything like some of these morons out yeah. there. Yeah, well that's just it though. What I'm saying is it's like, well, they decided to like cave and the third director was like, fuck this shit, I'm not dealing with this. So they brought back the guy who can never stick a landing in anything he does. <laughs> And have him fill out the. Anyways, let's just he, let's he just, just agree solo? that there are only six Star Wars movies. Let's just do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Hold on. Eight. No, I'm talking about numbered movies. That there's that many numbered uh, movies. Just, okay. okay, so there's uh, five. Solo. Uh, Rogue One. We're not going to have the Star Wars debate because every single person on this show has different movies they enjoy. Come on. Yes. I don't yes. care about any of them. Mandalorian's pretty good though. Mandalorian uh, is the best Star Wars content since fucking. There are in there are in my opinion five Star Wars movies that are the must watch ones, 
And the rest of them, as much as I love the series, the rest of them are just kind of, eh, you can watch them if you want to. Okay, so so I, I can name four of them. The original trilogy and Rogue One. What's the fifth? The, the fifth one is Revenge of the Sith, so that you can tie those two together. Fair Revenge enough, of okay. the Sith has the best lightsaber fight. Come at me, bro. Re- Revenge of the does. Sith is a good movie. Agreed. Everybody, everybody dogs on Phantom Menace being the worst Star Wars movie. No, 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 back that's then. No, no. And I was like, "Are you out of your mind?" Attack of the Clones was Attack the, of the, clones is the worst. It's the worst I have ever seen. That's the worst. I was, movie. I was bored to tears with that movie. <laughs> Sand it gets everywhere. It gets everything. The the core problem with that series is that, uh, well, there's a couple core problems, but um, the 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 second one is the worst movie because of the dialogue and just how terrible it is generally. But uh, the the core problem with the prequels is that nobody needed to see Anakin as a little kid. No, it nope. just didn't need to exist. Nope. But merchandise. Well, you kind of need to at least show show Anakin and how Luke and Leia came to be. No, you don't. You can you, you can show you can show you can show that in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like yeah, that, I'm, I'm that, fine with that. Before he gets sold in Revenge of the Sith, I'm saying you don't need to show Anakin as like a ten year old kid. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to show his trauma or whatever, you can do flashbacks to it. You don't need to. The movie should have started with him at like eighteen, like it started with Luke. You want a you want a bigger opinion on that? He you was don't just need to going see to Toshi Station to get some power converters. You just you don't need any of it. You didn't need it for the original trilogy. But anything that came after that original trilogy should have been involving totally different people instead of just keep going to the same fucking family like the whole world whole I mean, universe revolves around them let's be fair lucas wrote it as the skywalker saga he did that's what it was supposed to be which is why the, the third the second sorry the third trilogy is not about the skywalkers at all and it's like oh but, but they gotta make it about the skywalkers they, get, they yeah, eventually the had to make it about the skywalkers and i'm like nah, nah. like the original movies were supposed to be about anakin all of but them. Lucas, Lucas. Okay, hold on. You can Lucas, say what you want about was, Lucas, but he's the only one that made good Star Wars movies. Well, him and his wife. Yes. Yeah, that's just it. I was gonna say Lucas wrote a piece of shit, and his wife fixed it. Or Han Solo would be a lizard creature. Does anybody remember the Dark Horse comic? I do. I'm just saying. We didn't need the well, new trilogy. It got Disneyfied. Nope. Whatever. Well, the the only thing I'm glad is that we at least got Revenge of the Sith, so we got to do it. Do it <laughs> because there's that awesome there's the awesome YouTube video of a lightsaber battle where every time they clash it says do it and then and then at the end it's when Palpatine says do it it's a lightsaber turning on. <laughs> have you have you heard the uh, have you heard the game Grumps uh, spiel about do it? No. Oh my God! You gotta go find it. That they go off. Easy. They go off on. He's like, what do we do with this three day old meat? Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let, let me tell you of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh, please, Darth Plagueis the Wise, a character that's mentioned one <laughs> fucking time. Oh, well, that yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> no, no spoilers for the newest movie, just in case there's people like me that are still do out it. there that haven't seen it. But I will probably never see it. Do it. They 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 kill that that they they kill the the Snoke thing too. Yep. Yep. They kill, kill all that. They basically just retcon everything, like, fuck it. Here's something 
that was never hinted at for two movies, do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Persona 5 Strikers is coming to the West. Yay. What is that? Muso Persona game. But if it has the style of Persona 5, I'm in. Do it. God damn it. <laughs> now look what you've started. <laughs> oh shit. It's too good. It's too good. Um yeah, it's coming to Switch, PC, and PS4. Uh what else is going on? Lots of we're gonna get a lot of stuff this week. The TGAs are this week. Uh new season of Fall Guys, a new map for Among Us. Doom guys coming to Fall Guys, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. Every costume I see, I go, that'd be really cool if I was playing that. I mean, Fall Guys is trying to be Fortnite, and it's not quite getting there. Um, I think the part of the issue is is that it gets hacked a lot. So it's really, like, I've heard horror stories of cheaters, and I I don't hear that same issue with Fortnite. I'm sure it exists, I'm just saying. Like, also, it, it doesn't plague. It doesn't help that that game is only on PS4 and PC. That too, and it, there's a fee to get playing it. I mean, obviously, if you picked it up when it was free on PS Plus, you still have PS Plus. That's a thing, but it's it is a paid product, unlike Fortnite. But still, like I've heard issues with even them admitting like they had issues with cheaters and they weren't sure what to do. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm very excited for the Keeleys this week. Um, mostly for the announcements. I don't know that I really care who's going to win. I think we've all made our bets. Yeah, we all. Watch it, yeah, be, Doom. I... Watch it be Doom Eternal. <laughs> Doom Eternal game of the year. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm holding by my, uh, my, my bet. What was your bet again? Uh, Last of Us Two. Right. Okay. And I haven't even played that game. I just think that's the one that's going to end up winning. I took Animal Crossing. Drew, what'd you take? Uh, I took. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember now. Uh, somebody, the, uh, Anthony said Hades, right? Yep. I think somebody, I took. Um, Ghost. Did you take Ghost? Ghost of Tsushima. I think so. Yeah. And then yeah. Jay took. What? Jay take one. Yeah, he took one. Did the only re- game that didn't get picked was Doom Eternal. He said Final Fantasy. Yes, right. Final Fantasy. So Doom Eternal is the only game that hasn't been picked. Correct. And that's probably safe because Doom Eternal is not going to win game. Game of the year. No. Nah. Although, again, it would it would make it would make me cry laughing if that the the one to win. Yeah, with the people voting, no way. No. No way. I still think with the people voting, it's going to be Animal Crossing. Because I know I'm, it ain't going to be Last of I'm, Us. Not with the people voting. No Hades. Way. Please, please, God, be Hades. <laughs> you just want to be the winner? Is that your thing? Yes, and I also doubled down last week because I said Supergiant Games is beloved, even though I didn't like their pre- pre- previous titles. So I'm hoping I, that'll help. I actually hope that uh, Drew wins. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, the game that's that I think... That's my sentimental uh, favorite for that. I, I think that's... I love Hades. I think that's the better game, Ghost of Tsushima, but like Hades is really good and knowing that that team does 
does a lot of work that gets critically lauded, but like I don't know if it ever really gets it up there. Like I kind of hope Hades wins just because like the writing in that game is so good. Tsushima is a better game though. Well, we will find out on Thursday. If you're able to watch it, drag yourself away from your cyberpunk. That is if you've actually finished downloading it by the time the show starts. Oh, uh, Sea of Thieves is adding uh, seasons and a battle pass in 2021. Good for the people that play that. There's a lot of people that play that. That's another one of those yeah. quiet monster games. My, my son and his friends still play it. Hey, I I totally understand the appeal, but not this point in my life. That makes sense. I have had access to that game for years, and I have never even downloaded it. <laughs> Uh, Microsoft acquired an esports tournament platform called Smash.gg. I had never heard of Smash.gg until Microsoft bought them. Then again, I don't really watch esports, so. Yeah, me either. Uh, Does Microsoft have a streaming platform now? No, Not anymore. Since they got rid so of they got, so, so what? You just do Twitch now? I don't even know that you can stream to Twitch natively in the Xbox. I don't really. I, I don't know. I don't stream There's... so. There's got to be some kind of integration in there somewhere. I mean, I know PlayStation does. I think it goes yeah. directly to Twitch, but I don't know if Xbox does or not. No clue. Uh, more developers leaving studios. Two of the uh, big dudes at... Um, is it Bend that did uh, Days Gone? Yeah. Yeah, two two yeah. of the writer and director exit Sony Bend Studio. And that's disappointing because the best part of Days Gone was the story. I heard one of them was going to Netherrealm. Ooh. I'm totally fine with that leave. <laughs> just a, <laughs> that, that's that's, just that's a, the case. That's a rumor but, that I heard. So, But like Days Gone, which I know Jay finished on uh, PlayStation 5. Uh, that is a very, very good game. I, I, just honestly, there's too much game for the amount of story, I think. Yep, that game is too. That big. story is fantastic for an end of the world story. Um, I think. That's... Dragon Quest Eleven had the the original has been delisted from all stores that it was on, I mean, and that's... now you can only buy Dragon Quest Eleven S. And I know that seems like who gives a shit, except that Dragon Quest Eleven S is a very different game because it's been well, it was built on neutered. the Switch. Yeah, it's been neutered in the graphics department. So, yes. expect to see prices rise on physical copies of Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, it's such a weird thing that they would build that game on the Switch, and then instead of like bringing the graphics engine back up to where it was on the original Dragon Quest Eleven, they just took the Switch version and up it for the PS4 Pro and Xbox. And I understand like implementing some of those things may be hard, because like there has to be that... Eight, um, I don't want to say eight bit mode, but the um, the like classic mode, right? The two D mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know that takes a little bit, like of a different engine. Like I'm sure switching back and forth on the go that that can't be done in the original version of eleven. But yeah, you would think like implementing at least some of the graphical, uh, the original graphics back in would be done. But yeah, it just hasn't and. 
it, it just it's weird because it just d- builds up that secondary market of like people selling a game that was going for twenty dollars for way more because you can't get that original version now. Um, there's more in 11s. It's the version that I would play more often, but that game is really pretty. And it's kind of sad to see it just disappear. Yeah, I do not know. Um, that's kind of it. All I've got for the news. I do have an email. Apparently, our email inbox died a couple weeks ago. So this email has been sitting in there since the 22nd of November. But I'm going to read it because it's about the Keeleys. This comes from Antonio. He says, I was looking over the Game of the Year candidates to me, and to me, the choice is obvious. This year has been filled with chaos, anger, divisiveness, and unrest. Animal Crossing was the most relevant game during this pandemic. It helped tens of millions of people through these dire times, and it became a cross-cultural phenomenon. Which is why The Last of Us Part Two should win Game of the Year at the Keeley Awards, because why stop the madness now? Uh, by the way, I didn't realize that the show was on the same day as Cyberpunk's release. I'll watch it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it hurt the show's viewership, considering the copies are showing up at the warehouse now. It's definitely dropping on the 10th. I am I am so curious to see how it prefer, performs on the base last-gen consoles. It's easy for people uh, like us to forget about to forget that the overwhelming majority of people will play these games on those base consoles. I'll say a prayer for them. Um, if there's one thing I've learned these past few weeks is that YouTube is not handling these next-gen, now current-gen games well. It's all Digital Foundry's Dirt 5 analysis, and the game look like absolute crap thanks to YouTube. Well, they must have been showing the Xbox Series X version then. You know, he said, I'll say a prayer. I wanted to respond. Don't save a prayer for me now. Save a prayer for the morning after. Grand Dragon. <sighs> God damn it. <sighs> I get that reference. Thank you. Still. I know you're a big Duran Duran fan. I like Duran Duran, yes. God damn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. We I... all have to try to make our way through this ordinary world. God That's damn right. it. <laughs> <laughs> You hold the money. Stop it. <laughs> you control the witness. Stop it! <laughs> anyway. Don't make Ken, it's business. your turn. I don't, I don't know. I don't listen to that shit. I don't like Duran Duran. <laughs> Sorry. I like Duran Duran. No, that's not my thing. Not my jam. You're good. Not Missing out. Anyway. Yeah. I don't... Next week will be a fun show. We're going to be talking about Cyberpunk and the, the Game Awards. Ah, you'll be talking about Cyberpunk. I'll be listening. Not if we get a code and I ship it to you. That is very true. Everybody else has their version, but... Yep. Correct, you're right. I didn't expect to get a review code and I like put in a request for one, but I just went ahead and bought it because I'm like, there ain't no way they're going to send us a code. And they may not. And then Drew bought it. And I'm like, well, Drew's not going to review it. And then I'm like, well, Ryan could review it. And I'm like, well, we need the review before 2022. <laughs> <laughs> True Sorry. story. Sorry, I had to throw that one in there. So you're like, I think he'll get it done by at least the end of 2021. I was like, he'll, he'll get it to me, you know, sometime March, April, December 2021. I don't know. 
How's Iron Man VR going? Uh, Iron well, Man you know, VR. After getting Vertigo, I've been really scared of getting back in the VR. I haven't even hooked so... up my VR to my PS5. I'm afraid to plug anything into my PS5 because apparently that breaks everything. Yeah, I kept my Pro, so that. it's the the VR stuff still hooked up to that. I haven't played anything. I saw there was a VR game. Oh, the Star Wars game was on sale. I was like, oh, I should pick that up. And then I'm like, I don't have VR hooked up. <laughs> I'm afraid to plug anything because I, like, I haven't unplugged my external drive from my PS5 because it hasn't broken yet. And I'm afraid if I take it out and put it back in, it's going to break because it's breaking everybody else's system. Like, I'm afraid of my PS5 right now. Which, by the way, my Series X stopped crashing as soon as I stopped playing Call of Duty. Hasn't crashed one time since I stopped playing that game on that system. I, you know, I have this sneaking suspicion, Ken. It may have been Call of Duty that was crashing your console. Huh! You think? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> yep, I've left it running for, um... Like, I streamed... <laughs> I stream on I stream my like my football games through the Spectrum app. So I turn on my Xbox Series X so it can download stuff or whatever it needs to do and I leave it running all day on Sunday. And, and I, it never I, even gets I, hot. I I leave it running in uh near my window and then I blow my vape smoke into it and that just blows it out the window. We're all good. Yeah, I just blow it into the top, you know, make some fucking vape chambers. Some vapor plates it, for God. All, all nice and um, uh, moist in there now. Valor plates, Ken. <laughs> I know they Valor are. Plates. They're now vapor plates to me. That's what we're calling from now on. They're vapor plates. <laughs> Fucking dudes in Godfall just vaping nonstop. Anyway, I got a couple tweets. Not a lot. No, nobody replied to the show except for one person. That's That makes me sad inside and out. I mean, what do y'all do? Well, the nice thing, the nice thing, Ken, about the Valor plates is that when they shine, they really show you all they can. Sorry, that was another Duran Duran reference, I but yeah. I don't, I don't think it came through. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, good. I fucking, I, I can't. <laughs> Although apparently Tate on Twitter has listened to our show in 2020. He did his Spotify thing. You listened to 2,219 minutes of the N4G radio. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. 2,219. That's 2,219 minutes you'll never get back. You're welcome. Jeez. Find a dollar for every minute. That's a lot of dollars. That you wasted on this show. (laughs) That's a lot of dollars. Heck, if we had a dollar for every minute he wasted on this show. I wish I had a dollar for every minute I've been on this show. <laughs> I wouldn't be in crippling yeah. debt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Although I would be, I would be very well ahead in life if I had a dollar for every minute I've been on the show. That'd be sweet. Dustin did send us some tweets though. He says, "Oh, this is gonna be." We didn't get to have this conversation last week because fuck Craig. Yeah. He says, "I finished up Ghost of Tsushima." And I don't think it will make my top five. I had too many problems with it. I never played a game with a bigger disconnect between story and gameplay style. If you're going to force your narrative, don't berate the player and have a false sense of choice as if it is if how you play matters. I know Wombat, you had words for that last week, but we got cut off. 
Yeah, can you say? Can you repeat it one more time? It it you cut out in my oh, headset. Sorry, he says I finished up Ghost of Tsushima, and I don't think it yeah. will make my top five. I had too oh, many yeah. problems with it. Um, I've never played a game with a bigger disconnect between story and gameplay style. If you're going to force your narrative, don't berate the player and have a false sense of choice as if it matters how you play. Yeah, so I I, I see what you're saying, right? But the it, they're not berating you. Like, it's not... The the whole point of it, unless unless in real life you are a samurai, uh, <laughs> you don't know me. And unless in real life you have betrayed your clan, they're not berating you for the way you play. That's not the the point. Is not to berate anyone. It's that Jin Sakai is stuck between what tradition tells him honor is and what he knows honor to be. And the narrative pull in the game is between those two things. That's it. That's the that's the punchline. And it has nothing to do. I mean, they tie it into your play style, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your play style, which is why they have a couple of areas in the story where they have him do things that would be considered dishonorable in order to save his island. That's that's the the point. So the the notion that it creates dissonance in the narrative if you're not sneaking around, I just don't agree with. The cuz the the narrative isn't just you sneak around killing guys, that's part of it. The, the narrative is that his whole approach his uncle doesn't consider to be honorable. And Jen has watched his uncle send people in to die for no good reason. The, the game starts with a whole bunch of with with a, a single person going in to try and fight the way they've fought forever and getting set on fire because he wasn't expecting the Mongols to not fight that way. That that's the the crux of the game. It's not about you know, well, I didn't sneak as much, so this game, it broke the narrative. That's, it's not about that. It's about Jin realizing he has to adapt to fight off the invaders to his homeland, and his uncle not wanting to do that. The way you play the game really matters very little. Basically, what Ryan's saying is, when it comes to all the options, why I, 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 I don't you use it? <laughs> Damn it! I want you to know that I hit a man <laughs> in the head with a can of SpaghettiOs and Hitman. <laughs> no, I I mean, the, the, everybody's Did obviously entitled to their... Did you over Ken's head there? Or? No, I got it. I'm just ignoring okay. you. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I everyone's entitled, obviously, to their own opinion on that game. I just, I think there's a segment, and I'm not saying that this is the case this time. I, I think it's a larger problem with the game. There's a segment of people who purposely played against type in that game and then got mad about the way the story played out. And it's like the, the story of the game is the story, which is why they have him do things in the story that you can't control. Um, you can you can still play the game in an honorable way, quote unquote, 
And the story is still going to be that his uncle doesn't approve of the way he's doing things because there are main story beats in the game that his uncle doesn't approve of. And, you know, Jen sees his entire upbringing um, is worthless against the enemy that they have. That's the punchline. And don't tell me it's not worthless because I can play the whole game without stealth when literally the only way they make any headway against the Mongols is when they do things Jin's way and not his uncle's way. But anyway, that's it. That's my rant. All right. No, that's that's I was disappointed we lost a lot of that last week. Cause fuck Craig. <laughs> yeah, we, we supposed... lost a lot of everything because of Craig. I had I... to spend hours fixing last week's podcast. There were so many drops and like empty spots in that show. Holy cow! I will never do that again. Fuck you. And Craig left twenty four minutes into the show. We were running him in the background anyway to see if he could hold up. <sighs> He can't hold up. Can't hold up. I don't know what's going on with you, Craig. You fucked up, Craig. Somebody told me TeamSpeak has a good recording system. I mean, it's worth a shot. Yeah. We'll have to look at that next week. I think this show's going to be fine. I did get all on Audacity. I've been monitoring it to make sure it didn't crash or anything. It's still going. So, I tested it like seven times before we started the show. All right, his last tweet just says, bring on Cyberpunk, which I think we're all ready for. It'll be an interesting yeah, conversation. Sure. Next week is basically going to be Cyberpunk and the Game Awards, because I know some stuff is happening at the Game Awards. I don't know what it is yet. I know Dragon Age will be there. I know Xbox is making an announcement. Nintendo always drops something at the Game Awards. There will be no Elden Ring, so stop waiting on that. It's not happening. And yes. Animal Crossing will win Game of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is all I have for today. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, I will try to fix the inbox. I don't know what's going on with it. It's podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on the Twitter, Ryan is at WombatRP. Drew is at Drew Leishman. I am at ZTGD. The site is at ZTGD Content. You can also follow the podcast at N4G Podcast. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, motherfucker, we are were. And also, Phoenix Down, Death Space 3, yes. Holiday, Holiday Horror. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Just stealing it from Tim Burton. Tim Burton's going to be pissed. Well. Anyway. Well, it's because he can't have Johnny Depp in his movies anymore because Johnny Depp has been blacklisted, it seems. He got kicked out of the new Harry Potter spinoff thing, didn't he? Yeah, and did you see his Yeah, they replaced him him with Mads Mikkelsen. I think that's an upgrade. To be honest. Because Mads is really good. I just saw Johnny Depp on my TV in a commercial for some kind of Body spray perfume shit, I think. The last thing I think of when I'm thinking, who do I want to smell like? It's Johnny Depp. <laughs> Known yeah. alcoholic. Anyway. Tattooed on his arm? Yeah. Anyway, 
that's the end of the show unless anybody <laughs> has any Sparrow fellow. Anything else? Nothing? Okay, well, that's the peace out, bitches. Or Duran Duran references. Peace, bitches. Reach out for Sunrise. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.